It's another minor 16, and if you look in the middle, we've got a handsome chap all the way from Australia, and hats off to him. It is 2.30, gone 2.30 in the morning. He has got up to sit with me and Alex and chat. God knows why. Daniel, Daniel Scuteri. Hello, mate. How you going? Hello. Okay, I'm this good. time of the morning's fine with me, so I usually get up and, uh, as I put in the chat, watch Newcastle play, long-suffering Newcastle fans, so I'm, I'm, I'm all good. I remember you, we, uh, when we were messaging early on, you said, yeah, yeah, I'm always up watching the Premier League. It's not a problem. I thought, Jesus, Alex, can you believe somebody is doing this to talk to us? That's amazing. No, thank, thanks so much, Daniel, <laughs> for, for joining us. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, you, you're winning the, uh, yeah, the award so far for... That's it, you got the gong, <laughs> for sure. I'll, I'll take it. After, this is just a, a slightly geeky question. I was going to ask you before we start recording, but... Um, what are your internet speeds like over there? I mean, everywhere, I, when we go to, you know, around the world, we find different speeds. Now. Your picture is so good. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's interesting you mentioned that, like, the picture's good because our internet is, we always often complain about it here in Australia that we have worse internet than a lot of, like, third world countries, which is just staggering to me. Um, I don't have a problem with it, to be honest. Like, oh, we've got this thing called the NBN, right. which the government rolled out. Uh, the peak speed is like a hundred down, um, with most, um, networks, next providers. So like I'm with Optus and yeah, my, the top speed I can pay for is a hundred, which is sounds slow, but, uh, Mm-mm. look, it's fine. <laughs> it works. It works. It works no, for it works most not. things that I need. Okay. Yeah, Alex All right. is smiling. Well, no, uh, the UK, <laughs> yeah. hundred down is like Europa over here. I mean, you're on good speeds at the moment though, aren't you, Alex? You're on 5G. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on 5G now, but I don't know what it is with Ecamm, as you can probably tell by the quality on the video. It's absolutely pants. I don't know if I'm connecting via Jupiter or something. It's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've yeah. got any options of doing anything different with your connection. I don't think I can do anything to... No, and I can't do much on my end either. So um, anyway, we've got good yeah. content to talk. And your, your picture always comes in. It warms up. Now, the reason that we've got Daniel on was because, funny enough, Alex and I were talking after one of our podcasts, and he said, oh, it's this really cool lad that I've been chatting with. Daniel, that's when I looked you up and began watching you. And uh, so it's because of, I think you and Alex have been chatting anyway. Alex mentioned to me and we reached yeah, out and boom, yeah. that's how it happens. So how did you first find Daniel? Oh, uh, yes, you actually told me the other night, didn't you, Daniel? Yeah, you said I think. That... Oh, sorry, go, go on. Yeah, I, yeah I, um, I started watching Alex two years ago when he started uploading about the S21 Ultra. And just to give a bit of context to that, uh, when I worked, I worked at Samsung for eight years. And when I, as a product trainer at Samsung, I used to really like study the product. So I would watch lots of different creators on YouTube just for their insights and sort of thinking about how they talked about the phone, what they liked. And particularly of interest was people who switched from iPhones. So I would always, that would be like a recommended videos that would come up. So when Alex put up, I switched S21 Ultra, I can't remember, or Apple, Apple fanboys thoughts. That's I was like, right, here's yeah. one. Uh, bang. Like one of his titles. And, yeah. And then he talked about how much he loved the S21 Ultra. And I was like, okay, someone who used to use Apple and loves Samsung, I'm in. And then from then, I just watched his videos all the time. So, yeah, I still uh, have and that then phone, when I, by the way. I, I haven't got rid of that. It's such a beautiful I, phone. Yeah. When I had to hand that one back because I get the phones for free, but not to right. keep. Oh, that must be. <laughs> oh, 
when I left, I had to hand back my Fold 4, my Flip 4. I had an A53, S21 FE. I had all of the S22 wow. series. They all had to go back. And I had all the S23 series. They all had to go back. So, of course, we've got context. Of, we've got context now, but what we haven't said is you used to work for Samsung. People won't know that until I, a month ago you were working for Samsung. Eight years I worked there, yep. So we're going to get some long, Samsung long time. scoop tonight. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> whatever, whatever legally I can say. Yeah, but I found, uh, Daniel, you know, the, the interest, obviously, uh, outside the interactions on Twitter, um, you obviously started to create content, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Mm. Um, but I just found it fascinating yep. how quickly you grew. I mean, for most of us, mm. I mean, at least it was the case for me. And I know, David, you've, you've had a, a long time and lots of, you know, you know try, lots of trials and tribulations to get to a thousand subscribers. Yep. And Daniel, yep. you flew through that target and you're now on your 2000 subscriber uh, milestone, right? And, and it's just, it, for me, that that's fascinating. I know it, it happens with other creators. Uh, we've had a, another creator that did that at the beginning, 2020, Patrick. Uh, Patrick Rambo grew, Patrick Rambles grew really quickly. Um, but it's, it's, not, it's not normal, um, you know, to see that was, was really fascinating. I thought it would be good to talk about that. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm more surprised than most, to be honest, that that's happened as well. I'd, I kept hearing about the grind of it and how you had to, really work and achieve. And I sat down with my wife and we were like, you know, if I'm going to start this, we need to be ready to, mm. to go it for the long haul. And then the first couple of videos started getting views and then subscribers kept coming in. I was like, okay, what's happening? And then, and then before you know it, I was in the partner program and here we are now 2000 plus, And it almost yeah. feels like, am I ready to have that kind of pressure? to be more consistent or continue Clearly, to be the, consistent. Yeah. Well, yeah, the numbers your viewers, that you are. Your, your viewers think that you are, right? And, and you, your content speaks for itself. I'm pretty sure we'll share all of the details for your channel so people can go and check you out. Mm. But I watched yeah. it myself and obviously one of the first subscribers there. But I think Thank you. off the bat, your, your, your content was you know, on point. Uh, you got the timing right in a lot of things. Um, I appreciate mm. that you're still learning, right? And, and you are very honest about that. Um, but I, I really envy the the you know the way you articulate your videos the the way you plan them and and you know and ultimately you're i know it's only the beginning but you're, you've been very consistent as well with uploading so it's all it's all the good stuff right that people keep saying that's what the things you need to do and clearly you've you've nailed it um so so well done thank you it's uh i, I like to think of it now that i had eight years at samsung as like apprenticeship I guess in some way, because right. my role uh, was learning and development specialist. And basically my role was to train and articulate the products, features and benefits to oh, people who would then sell to consumers. So I was kind of like the person up here that would then talk to the retailers and then they would go and communicate the product outwards that way. So I kind of had that experience in talking about it. We, we did, um, you, we used to make YouTube videos as well during the <laughs> pandemic. So I had a little bit of experience and then it was just like, well, I'm going to leave. Right? Yeah, so effectively yeah. you were learning how to write YouTube scripts for eight years kind of thing. So you came well, into yeah. already running. We would do session briefs for the training sessions we were creating. Rather than it being scripted, we would just have talking points for each. We called them unique selling point, USP. And then that would kind of build the, the session. We would make sure we have like activities in there and talk really broadly and try and storytell as well. Um, mm. 
but yeah, I was perfect. also very perfect studious. For YouTube. I would, yeah. yeah, perfect for YouTube. I was also very studious though. I would, like I said, I would watch a lot of YouTube content to learn and teach myself better. So I knew what I liked to watch and I kind of saw a gap with my own stuff that I now make that there's no Australian YouTubers talking about Samsung products in That's the way surprising. that I know how to talk about so it. So surprising. Such a big country. Mm. I've yeah, got so many questions, by the way. I think, I'm not <laughs> sure one hour, one hour would be enough. We might have to jump, to, to jump in. you in again. Throw, but, throw you know, your first uh, question. Uh, one question. As you're talking about kind of your experience, I can just imagine, right, you're being at Samsung and telling people about the product, and, and, and now it makes a lot of sense on, on your videos because you are so thorough in how you, you present your information, very calm and very knowledgeable, right? But... Um, one thing that strikes me as, uh, as, as an opportunity perhaps, and, and there's a question I have for you is, do you ever see you, you're kind of uh, transferring that knowledge and that way of presenting and, you know, to, to other products that, that may not necessarily be from Samsung? And probably a controversial question here, but would you, would you ever review other products on, your, on, on this channel? I think I'd be silly not to consider it. Um, I think early, early stages, there's a couple of things that I got to factor in. One is budget, like just purely pricing of buying stuff is mm. a lot of money. And we're a single income household. Like I start my new job in a few weeks. My right. wife is a stay at home mum. So there's other factors that f contribute to it. Um, I have yeah. spoken about doing like a look at an iPhone from my perspective, like ex Samsung mm. employee reviews iPhone mm. and then. That's, you know, kind of switches to iPhone. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was, I, I kind of think that might be good content. Um, I, I do have to stay authentic to myself though. Like I'm passionate about Samsung as a brand and as the way I use the technology. However, yeah. that shouldn't stop me from going and looking at what else is out there. Other side note, Australia is very hard to get like a lot and they have access to a lot of things. There's really Samsung, iPhone, Google Pixel, and occasionally an oppo will make it through but that's that's like the, the end of it mm. mostly yeah no, but i would for sure we, we talk about that sort of thing a lot in, in this podcast in in other podcasts that i've you know kind of uh, did before um about you know the the, the importance but also the, the the different trajectories you might take when it comes to niching down as people say right to kind of focus on a certain thing um but i like your your openness to and our potential uh, there because I, I think i think you're right it's a good good to stay stay authentic um mm. but you'd be silly not to consider uh, that because you obviously got the skills are there your audience will probably benefit as well eventually you know as long as you don't you know you don't make just for for clicks as they say right but it's um there's definitely an opportunity i think it's good yeah, I think I take a bit of inspiration from what you did yourself when you opened yourself up to the S21 Ultra a few years ago and I, mm. you saw a different trajectory because then it's like you open yourself up to new subscribers, new people who want interested in that that content and then yeah. eventually they might start to watch your iPhone stuff and be like, okay, yeah, I just want to watch him because of yeah. the content he's making, not for the stuff he's talking about. Like I just want to watch it's, his content. It's a great point. I mean, that video was a turning point for, for my channel as well. That was a very successful uh, video. But I think, you know, when I look back at it, what sticks for me was the, the fact that, you know, you, you mentioned the word there. I was very authentic. I mean, my reaction opening that, that box and, and looking at the phone and using it was very real. You know, I was blown away because it's been so long. I think before that I was using the S6 Edge, which was 2015, maybe 2016. 
so there was a big gap. That phone. <laughs> Um, we'll come back yeah, to there was a funny edge. There was a fun, the fingerprint, and it was actually quite good. But I, I do remember taking a gap between then and and you know just used iPhone for for a long time until the S twenty one Ultra, and I was yeah I was I was genuinely blown away by how much you know it's is arguably kind of subjective, but how much we've been missing out by by just using Apple all the time. Um, so yeah, but there wasn't the same story with the S twenty two Ultra for me. That was a uh, 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 kind of, a, you went downhill from from the S twenty one, and now we're back. I agree. S twenty three. Anyway, I agree. So, in your previous role at Samsung, then, how far in advance of the public getting their hands on the kit? So, if the S, because they generally come out in January, don't they? The, the, the big reveal for the phones certainly this year was January. So, typically, you'd be you would have seen a product hands on the product. How much earlier? It's uh, look depends on the product launch. So, uh, when I started, we. We had just the S6 had just come out, and then the next launch was the Note 5. So I saw the Note 5. Maybe we had our conference. Very early days, things were a lot different than what they are now. Now we get brought in a lot earlier. So before it might have only been like a month before, and we would have a conference. But then, uh, as our team evolved, we started requiring the information earlier. So, uh, for example, Fold 4. I'll use that as an example. We started our process in May, which was May 2022. So we just launched S22 and we just got a bit of a breather. And then like, okay, Fold 4 is ready to go. Let's start the process. So we saw videos. We saw all the features. Everything was locked in, pretty much finalized. And then the product, we got to see that maybe two months before. So I think probably June, July. Um, it's hard walking around with products that aren't released yet. That's the, that's, they that's let them out into one. the public, do they? They let you take them out of, out of the factories and <sighs> I don't know how much more I can talk about yet. Well, we say, do you have to sign the NDA is only valid, I guess, in a sense for the information we learn about before unpacked, once unpacked goes live, um, the product information that we learnt can then be spoken about everything like that. I remember, um, I traveled to Manila with like maybe eight new phones before they were, were released. And I really wanted to be called, called into security. Why have you got so many phones in your bag? Because then I would have needed a private room. My bag had to be searched. <laughs> and like, I need to be shunned away from the public. They didn't even ask the question. They just, <laughs> uh, they just ushered me through and it was very disappointing. So you, so you were saying it's about eight weeks beforehand that you actually physically get hands on. Hands on, correct, yeah. 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 And then... Uh, if well, depend if I was in Sydney, they get they get it brought out a lot earlier, uh, but because I'm based in Queensland, I only get to see everything remotely, so a bit disappointing. Oh, <laughs> like I should be disappointed. I learn about stuff early, uh, but effectively the knowledge was just to get us ready because we the, the amount of work that goes into launching a smartphone, like you don't just consider that you've got to talk about the product. Marketing needs to know what are the key features that Korea want us to highlight. Then we need to liaise with the telco partners and figure out what stock they're going to carry, which which colors they want. Um, it's the commercial agreements need to be signed. Launch offers need to be uh, brought in, like the pre-order offers. There's so many things that need to be built. And the fact that Samsung launches so many phones each year is makes everything 10 times harder because the mm. pace that gets moved at, it's, it's scary. So the learning you, you curve never get for you guys, obviously you've got to 
be on top of it the whole time as well because you've got to get you're effectively training the stores and retail outlets is that right that was what your role was i train yeah i train the people that train the retail outlets but then i mm. also build training for call centers and also build training for oh, we've got this thing well samsung we samsung have programs where they target specific store staff and we build the training programs for them we have samsung stores that we've got to train as well so there's a lot to 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 people to talk to. But by the end, I had it down to a science. I knew exactly what I was talking about. The phones weren't changing too much either. So there wasn't a need to really learn too much more. It was just, well, take the base I have, 200 megapixel camera. What's good about that? And then learn and talk about that. But I often found, sorry, I know I'm talking a lot. Um, That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> I often found that the, the knowledge we would get towards the end, they started watering it down a little bit too much. Uh, so I went out and seeked extra information. I had built contacts inside um, Korea and I would ask them for knowledge. I don't have them anymore, obviously, because they were internal platforms we would chat on, but I would go and seek more information out. Like if when the 200 megapixel camera came out, there was all this information that didn't get spoken about initially. And then I seeked more and then I learned it had quad pixel autofocus. So it was able to help my training be a lot better. And yeah. So there's things you have to do to try and get more out of them because they started to water it down a bit too much. But yeah, the earlier you learn about things, the easier it becomes to build your plans and everything like that. No wonder he's got so good on YouTube. He's literally been doing it for a living. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was my job. It was my job. So I thought I may as well do something with it now that I'm left. <laughs> and, and just probably, I was going to ask, I've got another question for you in a minute, Danny. But Alex, when you first began doing video, because I don't think it, all the time I've known, even though I asked, this, this, the idea to start making videos about Samsung, why? Was it purely for views you thought it was a good direction to go, or did you just want to begin using something other than an iPhone? It was the latter, yeah. I was, I mean, yeah, I've been using iPhones for a long time, and I kept hearing about, you know, people using other, other phones, and, and I just felt like, um, you know, I, I've always been open to to trying other other brands. You know, I've never been married to to a single brand. Even when I was using Apple for a long time, I, I was always in what I did for work. I did actually get some early early um, access to some phones, but they, they used. Uh, don't know if don't know if you remember HTC. They, they weren't mm, the mm. best devices, right? Yeah, but Samsung was one of them. And and I always remember after I left that job, missing at least seeing what the what the others were doing. Um, but yeah, the S21 Ultra, the only thing that, that kind of, I wasn't really, that, that, you know, when I said I switched, and I did, did a video about a switch from the, I think the 12 Pro Max at the time. And, I, you know, it was for, for nine months, my main phone was the S21 Ultra. But, you know, and, and I'm talking about this in my next video now. I don't really, looking back, I don't really see that as a, as a proper switch because in my house, connected to my network, still charged every day, was the 12 Pro Max, right? It was still within within reach and when push came to shove and I needed something done on like an airdrop or whatever, I would go to the iPhone. So what I've done more recently, I'd say actually forced me to act proper, proper switch. And I'd call that, you know, a, a, bomb, a bit more of um, what someone who can't afford to keep multiple phones would do. Um, I'm, I, you know, but you still that. edit on a Mac? And you still own Apple. Yeah, right? it's it's a, it's a mess uh, from an ecosystem perspective. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's a mess, right? To keep that, but but um, yeah, it, it was it was mainly the, the curiosity of what was out there, and I've consciously started the channel with 
you know, even the name, right, says gear in tech. It doesn't say Apple gear or, <laughs> or Samsung gear. So I, I consciously opened the channel to talk about the things that I enjoy talking about, which is gadgets and phones and tablets and whatever that don't have a brand in particular. It's just whatever I enjoy to talk about at the moment. So I just felt, why not? I'll try, I'll try something. And I'm always doing that. And I think sometimes the detriment of the growth, I think the channel could grow a lot more if I just focused on one thing. But at the same time, I like, you know, I personally enjoy uh, exploring other other things. Yeah, it's just yeah, a, really an avenue. Stop pulling yeah. back that. Well, uh, uh, the recent podcast, uh, as I've told both of you, I think, but certainly Alex and I, we've chatted about it, the recent podcast where we made a real thing about talking about kind of the business behind the YouTube thing. The listens have, you know, improved, really has gained some traction. So I think people are actually interested in our experiences of what it's like doing it hands-on by yourself, doing everything by yourself. And when you yeah. left your job, Daniel, was, was starting a channel in mind? Did you think, well, I've got the knowledge base. It's not only, as you said, you're passionate about it, but did you think this is part of what I want to do now? Well, I started before I left. I was, uh, there was some changes at work that meant I could no longer work from home. And I sort of started thinking in my mind, well, what's going to happen when I leave? Because I can't sustain driving an hour and a half to the office every mm. day. Mm. Um, it just didn't make sense to me. I'd worked from home for a long time during during the pandemic and I just felt like I could be more productive here. Mm. Other people thought differently. So I started the channel before I left uh, just to be like, well, I, want to, I still am passionate about talking about phones. So I, I want to do, I've got the knowledge, I've got the expertise, I can start my YouTube channel. So that was effectively where it came from is knowing that I was going on the out, I was leaving. I was like, well, how, what's my way to stay in touch with the industry I still enjoy? And YouTube was my way to do it. You probably watched too many of my videos to go, oh my gosh, I, this guy's talking so much bullshit. I need, I need, to, no. I need to do a proper job. No, <laughs> no not, not in the slightest. There are a lot of people that I watched that I had that feeling towards where I was like, they've got it wrong. I think to circle back to when I learned about products and I was watching YouTube videos and I was, or on Twitter, I'd be like, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. They're not saying that properly. That's not going to happen. That phone definitely won't have that. Like I knew things and I'm like, everyone's reporting on it wrong. Uh, I would often find myself watching people and be like, ah, oh, but no, that's not how it works. If I only I could show you. So I thought, okay, I'll show them myself. Yeah, I can show them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. Here's something that, I mean, this brings up a, an amazing point, and I hope you can't hear this motorbike that's just gone past. But um, <laughs> it's an like amazing point actually. because I've heard this. I've heard this before, where people say, "Actually, you know, you never know who's watching your videos." And you know, obviously, uh, Daniel, when you were a, a, an employee at Samsung, you know, you were clearly taking information from YouTube and and relaying that to to your job, and also, you know, from a from a re research perspective, that you know, that's quite good from a. You know, if I'm manufacturing a phone, it'd be good to see what mm. you know what people are actually saying. Uh, so, so I, I'm, I'm always I'm more conscious of it now than I was before. I don't know if that helps because I've been known to call brands out, and you know, I'm I'm really what well, how I feel is sometimes what I say in my videos are like this. This is exactly the same as last year. What the hell was the point of this phone? You know, <laughs> not to mention names, Apple. But <laughs> I've done the same to Samsung before, and 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 I think sometimes. Um, I worry about it sometimes if I'm really honest, because I think those brands might be looking at my channel. They clearly, they clearly have. Uh, <laughs> so, so the, you know, the, the, I might be, be cutting some corners, not, not cutting some corners, but cutting some ties in there with them ever work, wanting to work with me. And I think 
is a consideration for creators starting out, right? To just be mindful that your videos will be watched um, by by the brands. And uh, I think that's, I mean, I, I can't share a lot of information about other creators, but I know other creators that are, you know, being contacted directly by by people like, uh, you know, the, the big the big brands. So it's yeah, it's just fascinating to me that to 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 hear from the horse's mouth, right? That this well, yeah, stuff and talking actually... talking about having the the horse's mouth here, I was thinking of sort of terming as an Apple question, but clearly, Daniel, you'll all know the answer from a Samsung point of view. When they send out units, review units to the embargo guys. Is it expected that they're going to have to cream their pants over it and say nice things, or are they allowed to be honest? Because I'm thinking, you know, again, I can mention names of some of the creators. We know that when, say, Brian Tong or I Justine gets a product, it's going to be fantastic. Now, Marquez, in fairness, he will, again, say it as it is. So I didn't know how, from inside the, the brands, what they feel when they're sending out the review units. We don't have a big, in Australia, a big review embargo process like there's a couple of creators here in australia which we do have mate potentially as like i guess partners that like instagram influencers we have a different program we use instagram influencers more so than we do have review units sent to youtubers but samsung don't necessarily have uh, depends on the contract they've signed uh, but for example mkb marquez brownlee he's not signing a contract which says he has to speak positively about the product Samsung right. is mostly just sending out the review unit and, you know, here you go. Uh, they're not necessarily expecting positive content. I know that they've used in, like, I think it was the Fold 3 launch at Unpacked. They cut together a bunch of creators' impressions about Fold 2 or Fold 1. I think it might have even been Fold 1 to Fold 2. And they cut together a sequence of people talking about Fold 1, about where it could be better. Samsung's very much a company that, likes the i guess you could say negative feedback they're very humble over there in korea and they will relentlessly work to improve something that someone has found a flaw in that's just their their, their ethos they will work like I, I always like to say they manage in chaos so yeah i don't think they want to hamper or stop people from making content that's honest because otherwise they won't be able to find things to improve the smartphone experience. It might have changed a little bit now with the change in pre uh, presidency um, from the last couple of years. Uh, but everything I see on the inside, it's all to do with um, reacting to, to things that could be better and trying to make it better. Unless it's Ice Universe and then maybe they're not listening to him because he's just got a war on bezels for some reason. <laughs> yes, yeah. I always take those tweets. I mean, uh, Ice Universe, for those who don't know, right, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a leaker, rumours sort of person it's, a lot of it is, is android related but a lot of it is samsung mm. um th there are some others who, who actually show their face and share their real names and stuff but i, I always take those with a pinch of salt because until the product is out there and released you know um it is all speculation but uh i um <laughs> i'm sure we'll talk about some of the stuff that happened to me uh, later on but i think oh. it's important to um I think sometimes you know, just just get the product yourself, even if you just go to the store and feel it in touch with yourself, rather than relying on those those leaks. But uh, it's good to know that Samsung themselves don't don't pay too much attention to that. Yeah, yeah. they I, might, I they might be an employee, right? Exactly. We've got a big bombshell to drop <laughs> later in the podcast as well. Alex has had a bit of a day of it, a bit of a surprise. Really? Not one of the best yeah. ones either. So we'll be getting to that in a little while. So stick around, carry on listening to the podcast and watching it because uh, 
I'm going to, I think at that point we can just light the paper and you and me, Daniel, we can bugger off for 20 minutes and just let it. I want to be here for this. <laughs> so just talking about the YouTube side of it, Daniel, then when you start, what's the, the parts you found hardest? I would assume, and I think looking at you naturally from where you came, you found presenting side of it quite easy. What are the bits of, of the business that you found the toughest to get your head around? It's the first few weeks, I've got to be honest, weren't, were, were kind of smooth sailing. I didn't really have any hurdles to sort of go past. Um, I would just line up my cameras and press record. And then I have sort of my talking points and then I'd go. And I'd be like, okay, that sounded good. And then I'd start to edit together. I'd add in B-roll. The harder part has come in the last couple of weeks where I've had tech issues, like the microphone that I'm using. Oh, I no. recorded a 40, recorded 40 minutes of A-roll for the A54 video that just went up a couple of hours ago and the microphone didn't record a single bit of audio. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was so upset because I only have like a small window to record when my daughter has her nap during the day. And I was like, yep, I've blocked it out. I can record and do some editing and just it took me three hours instead of something that would have taken 45 minutes. And uh, then that delayed everything else because then the editing got delayed. And then I finally finished the video this afternoon and then it was going to take two and a half hours to export because it was a 30 minute 4k video because I'm not using the most up-to-date laptop yet for editing purposes. So not even at that point yet. So I think I'm going to find some challenges with just equipment and the other challenge has been space. I'm literally recording in the corner of my bedroom. I have a corner above my little study desk and there's some shelves, which usually is my wife's jewelry, but I have to rearrange it to put my <laughs> boxes up there. Um, that's been my challenge so far. It's just the, the, the time that everything is taking and then the space to record, not having that dedicated sort of area to just go any time mm-hmm. of the day to be able to record. Yeah, I mean, if it's any consolation, uh, I mean, that's how, yeah, I started. I mean, I think we all start from somewhere in the house, right? And, mm. uh, but it's good that you're, you're, you're thinking about the stuff already, right? You, even for someone who's only just started doing YouTube, you're thinking about the right things, you're worrying about the right stuff. And um, I have the, this opinion, and I'm sure it's shared, you know, a, a, amongst a lot, a lot of creators, which is, it's good to explore your gear and and intimately know what you've got you know even though it might not be the latest or the greatest and the optimal solution that you might want to have um but that will teach you so many things so that when you do upgrade your gear you your your, your knowledge is is so more advanced than if you were if you were started with a, a 4k camera you know the kind of the, the the latest and greatest because you might not learn as much in terms of getting the right lighting, getting the right audio, you know, it's, there's a lot that you learn by not having the latest, I feel. And um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's exciting to see uh, what you're doing because uh, I'm pretty sure very quickly, if you carry on the way you're going, um, yeah, we, we will be talking about how many more cameras you want to have and how many, <laughs> what studio should you go for? You know, cause um, I can see, yeah, you're growing quite quickly. Yeah, I think what you said is like, I start to know what the pain points are because I'm not starting uh, with everything, uh, I know what doesn't work for me with the stuff I have, and then I can just slowly invest in incrementally upgrading. I listened to, this is a completely different podcast, but I listened to, I don't know if anyone knows the band Good Charlotte. I listened to Joel Madden, their lead singer, um, has a podcast and he interviews other musicians. And he interviewed this Australian artist called Ben Lee and he just said, he had a really good quote that he said from someone else. 
is start creating with the tools you have and tell your perspective. Tell or tell your perspective with the tools you have. So right. I really gra- gravitate towards that because I'm like, I have what I have and mm. I have my perspective. What's stopping me from being able to do it? So I just, yeah. I liked that. And then I sort of grabbed that and, and do it. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I think the first mm, eight months, I was shooting on a, a basic iPhone 12, not even a Pro. So, I mean, it was a really bad lens when I look back at it. But like Alex was just saying, once you kind of cut your teeth a bit, and at least it got me editing, at least it got me uploading, at least I was beginning to be less afraid in front of the camera. So, you know, as you say, working with what you've got to start with and then gradually adding to bits and pieces, it's all part of that sort of getting your head wet and just getting used to the business of it. And then, but yeah. you're already developing a workflow. You're already knowing how long it takes you roughly to shoot, how long roughly to edit, export, blah, 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 upload. Once you get on that treadmill, then you're sort of on the way, you're on that journey bit, aren't you then? Yeah. I wish I didn't have to explain everything so detailed. It's just, but that's just how I, I operate. So every, I go into the depth of it rather than the surface level. Mm. And then that means the video is going to be longer. And I'm like, oh, it's just going to take so long to edit this. Export, but, yeah. but that's what your channel It'll be worth for. it. Yeah, because your, yeah. your USP will be, right, I'm going to get something in depth here, properly taken apart and looked at. And I'm really going to understand the product at the end of the video. Yeah. I mean, and, and my most we viewed, talked about this. Oh, sorry, Daniel, go on. I was going to say, my most viewed video is 32 minutes, 52 seconds long. And it's the how to use every camera mode on the S23. But, and it's at 60,000 views almost. So I look at that and be like, well, yeah. I go. Yeah, no, so, so that, that video is one of the ones that I watched end to end. So when you say, you know, which is so thorough that uh, it doesn't matter if you, if you have, you know, it's just you talking or, you know, not, not enough sort of footage to kind of show you, you know, jumping off out of a helicopter or whatever. The information is so good that, you know, YouTube will love you for that because, you know, you, you're going to get people staying on and watching your videos because the information is, is valuable. I can see people taking notes and trying their phones and because you explained it so well. So yeah. I'm pretty, I mean, I was one of those. Oh, hang on. that fi- Really? I didn't know. Does that really exist? And I'm like rewinding a video to make sure that I learned the right thing. And yeah, I mean, don't change that. I think that that's, that's going to work to your advantage because retention is a bit, we talked about this before mm-hmm. here. You know, keeping people in in your channel or uh, and watching for longer is is a, is a challenge for everybody, right? In in, in days where TikTok and Instagram Reels oh. and Shorts exist, you know, people are always. I wish I didn't have to make Shorts. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. <laughs> maybe I'm too old for this stuff, but yeah, I just don't mm. like condensing well, so I, much. I've heard a really a interesting fact about shorts because I started doing five a week now. It's part of my day. I blog, I make a short, and then I start editing and so on later on in the day. But apparently, I'm stand to be corrected here, but because of, I don't know, it's GDPR or whatever, YouTube will only send out three notifications to any user, any of us during the day, so we're not bombarded with notifications. So if you subscribe to 100 channels, you'll only ever get a maximum of three notifications in the day, which means that obviously getting channels to be seen is very hard. Whereas with shorts, they're bouncing along all the time and they reckon that the best way to get new eyes apparently is with shorts. And I've noticed I've gained about 20 subs in the last couple of days, not a lot, I know, but just from doing shorts, I've put no new video up other than shorts. That's interesting, yeah. It kind of makes sense. I should do more of it because it's it's, it's part of the platform now and it would be silly not to do it, but yeah, I'd rather not. (laughs) 
because yeah i mean I, for the longest time i kind of only made one every now and again when i thought oh that's unusual that would look good now all i'm doing is i look at the the news headlines the apple headlines for the day kind of thing and think right that'll be it like yesterday you know homepod now can detect your smoke sensors right that's not a video but that is 60 seconds yeah yeah and i think that that's what i'm missing i'm missing the the, the format hook, yeah. i think mm. you know the, so not so much the hook is it's what am I talking about? You know, and mm -hmm. sometimes because if people are going to come back and watch another short from from me, they they probably expect the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the, the shorts that I like watching, the ones that I stay on and maybe watch two, three times, you know, that sort of content then keeps coming back, and you know, I watch and I enjoy it more. So I'm thinking I haven't come up with a formula yet that that can be can be repeated every day or every week to to say right that that's Alex's short because I, I'm. I'm kind of throwing stuff at the wall at the moment with shorts and seeing what yeah, sticks. Yeah, I, I, I seem to be on a yep, better platform too. with shorts at the moment than my, my long form, which is ironic. I mean, I'm getting a lot more views on my shorts than the video that I take 20 hours to edit, which is kind of ironic. But then it started for long, cause on a Friday, yeah. I write this blog for the longest time that's been called Apple Views, and it is just. I, I make notes during the week, and that is Friday's blog, just a roundup of the news. And I kept thinking, oh, maybe I should make a video about that on a Friday. And I thought, mm, there's a lot of people doing that. So then I thought. I make a short about it and I started calling it Apple in a minute and it's been out for the last three Fridays and that always gets the best views for me mm. which so I, I mean, don't know I, people now are beginning to get into the habit okay and it's just I give three stories I managed to get three stories into 60 seconds and you know that's it yeah. and then I'll say right if you want to hear the rest go and look at the blog there it is kind of thing yeah I've also started to use it and I don't know if YouTube are doing this on purpose or not but I've started to use it as a, a bit of a research tool so if there's something that I want to make a video about, but I'm not I'm not confident whether it will get a lot of views or people are interested in, I'll just do a short. And if, ah, if people yeah. if people like it, I'll say, okay, that that is worse than may, maybe me including it in a video. So I've did three shorts with that purpose in mind, and two of them are, are going to make into a video. So I think because they they very quickly got I mean success in shorts for me is more than five thousand views, which is not a lot. Um, I know people get that in like a minute, but yeah, I. I I think if there's enough views and people are liking and commenting on shorts, then um, it is worth me putting that into a long form. But that's, that's you know, I'm not being very creative with it, I don't think. <laughs> well, I don't, know if they, I don't know if they're supposed to be creative. I mean, I'm trying to make sure they take me low longer than 45 minutes, top to bottom, to do. Um, I mean, I, what I, I mean, don't creative know. is, I don't know, as a viewer of shorts, I, I like to have fun. I, I, you know, I don't want to think about anything. I just want to watch a short that will make me laugh or, or show me something that is cool to look at. Mm -hmm. The long form, you know, there's a lot of thought. There's a, you know, there's a script that we need to write. And I have written scripts for shorts too, but mm. it just doesn't feel right. You know, if, it doesn't feel like people like that sort of video, especially in, in the tech niche anyway. I think I'll probably have more success with like 10, 15 second shorts where I'm just literally showing uh, an element of a product or showing really good detail and really nice looking footage with maybe some transitions in there without me talking about it. Maybe that's the way forward. I, I don't know. I really don't. Again, on that same podcast I was listening to about shorts, I think they're getting something like 50 billion views a day now. Not right. 50 billion that's users, wild. but 50 billion views a day. On, and I kids, think get that, out. Touch grass, kids. <laughs> yeah. My cousins, were just up. <laughs> My cousins were just up from Sydney and he's 11. And all he was doing was scrolling shorts. And I was like, just get off shorts, man. Like, you know, it's no good for you. And no, but there he was, it's just it's scrolling brain, his yeah. shorts. Nah, yeah. I, I've been trying to view shorts as like, you know, when you'd watch TV shows and there'd be like commercial breaks in between and mm. they would advertise another show. I'm trying to 
few shorts as like a commercial for my channel and sort of give them a taste of what the channel mm. is. And they're like, yeah. okay, we'll go in and see what the rest of the stuff's about. So ultimately what I've been doing is just condensing little sound bites from my long form videos with tutorial type things like mm. how to do palm selfie, how to talk to your camera and have it yeah. take a photo for you. Um, just anything that kind of sounds tutorially and then people can generate over time. But shorts are wild. Like I would have this big spike for maybe like five minutes and then YouTube will kill the video and then it just goes flat. And I'm like, yeah, why, the are time, they, yeah. why yeah. are they killing it? Like what's happening? What's wrong with it? And it's almost like they're throwing just, out there in the, in the tray, the shorts tray, right? For a few minutes just to see, is it viral? And if, you know, if it's like, obviously you don't get enough, like then, a, then they take it down. It's like, it's like a sushi train. Like they, it goes around on the train, people are taking it off and then they're sold out. They're like, oh, we're not going to put that back on the train. Don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah. oh man. <laughs> yeah. But then when, I mean, it hasn't happened to me yet, but so many people, I, I love seeing those where like for 360 days, the shorts did nothing. And then there's this massive, like a million views in a day. And the people, you know, I love seeing that. And there was one guy uh, we interviewed him for in another podcast uh, called Raul Pacheco. And he does, I think his name is Pucky on, on, on socials. Yeah, one video he did on, on a Lego toy absolutely skyrocketed his, skyrocketed his channel to, I think, over, I think he's almost like 2 million subscribers now. Crazy. Oh. Um, he was a tech channel, you know, but he did a short that took off. And now I wouldn't say he's a tech channel anymore. He's just completely like entertaining. Changes trajectory. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know shorts could have that kind of impact, actually. I oh, didn't gosh, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a fascinating story. It was like he grew yeah. so quickly and it was basically, I mean, YouTube themselves featured his video recently. I was like, wow, that's, that's wild. Um, yeah, crazy. It, it, it can be. I mean, I just haven't, haven't found the, the holy grail for, for my channel yet in shorts. Well, talking about, holy, talking about holy grails, I think it's about time, Alex. <laughs> Let's wind him up. Let's wind him up. How are you feeling? Yes, how, how are you about feeling well today to sharing now. tools and sharing content with one another? How, how does that go down? How, how about credits? Where should we start? Um, how yeah. about couldn't be asked to shoot any of my own, so I'm going to nick somebody else's. Alex, take the floor. Yeah, so, 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 so let's fill you in on, the, on what happened, right? So um, last night I was watching, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was doing some research actually for, for, my, for my video. <laughs> And I, you know, when you browse on thumbnails now and you kind of see a little bit of the video, you know, it's kind of this pre, pre show before you click on the video, you can see some of the footage. Um, I was doing that just to see, you know, what was out there. And uh, I was looking for uh, fold five content because I'm, I'm doing a video on, on that and, and what I want to see in that, in that device, which is, you know, should be an interesting one. Anyway, I, I reckon, you know, when you watch a video and you recognize the footage straight away, because you know that that B-roll looks really good. And there's this guy called Valis, uh, I think his channel is called Valis Mind, uh, Valis, so on, on Twitter. Awesome content. And immediately, as soon as I scrolled over, I thought it was his video. So I clicked on it and it wasn't. It was like some, some other channel with 500,000 subscribers. TT Technology, uh, whatever they call themselves, you know, massive channel. Never actually seen them before. But it was kind of a news rumors sort of channel. I was like, oh, that's interesting. He did a collab with Valley. So I DM Valley, say, hey, fancy seeing you here, and that sort of thing. He immediately got back to me like, how, how dare you? That's my content. You know, he's basically half so of his he, video. Was he didn't know at Valis. that point. No, I didn't know he was, he was using my stuff either. So this morning, I'm fainting about this because I got really angry for Valley. It's like, this stuff really annoys me, right? Because I know, and we all know here, right? And for people listening, if you're a creator, you know this as well. It's freaking hard work to 
to, I mean, right now, I mean, after this, uh, this podcast is um, 6.30, Dan, Daniel is in, in Australia, it's nearly three, past 3 a.m. 3.30, yeah. You know, this yeah. stuff isn't easy. You know, it's time away from our families, it's time away from, I mean, it's, it's uh, juggling with other jobs. So that thing got, re got me really like angry on behalf of someone else, right? Anyway. I retweeted his tweet because you know he was, he was furious and he found like four or five other videos of his of his content on on this guy's channel so anyway this morning i was venting to uh, patrick rambles again and and uh, the guys in the um, in the group chat that we've got on on telegram and out of curiosity i thought let me just look at one of the uh, samsung the tab s9 ultra which is another one that's on my pipeline to, to talk about and you know lo and behold all my tab sa ultra content was in this thing and man, I, I got immediately on a DM to him and I was like, dude, you've got to take this down. You never asked me for, for, for this. And, you know, it sounds silly, right? Some, some, some people might go, hang on, what's a, you know, what's a few seconds of your footage in someone else's video? You know, you could say that, and he has actually started to claim that it's fair usage. I was like, ah, don't try this. Don't try how this with me. How do you say fair usage? It would be, right? If, if you do like a five, maybe 10 seconds of someone's video and you kind of put your own spin on it, it would still be a morally, I'd say that's wrong, right? Because I'd ask, and I have done before, so can I use that clip as an awesome bit of footage? Can I use it, mate? You know, I'll obviously credit you. I've done that before. Even with, even with a tweet, sometimes I say, I really like that tweet. Would you mind if I feature it? And I've done that recently on my Samsung uh, videos too, because people did this amazing night photography I think Daniel, actually, you're, you're one of them. I, but I, I remember said, that, yeah. I, you know, if you go on that video, I've got your name on it. I guarantee it. I, I don't just like steal stuff, right? Um, so that got really, you know, it escalated a little bit because I then tweeted myself and, and got quite a lot of attention. I mean, I haven't looked recently, but there's a lot of people kind of retweeting and, and angry about this. I emailed him as well because I said, just in case you're not seeing my DMs and, and Twitter, uh, I need you to remove this content. If I see my content on your channel um, without my permission ever again, I'm going to obviously um, ask for, for um, copyright claim. So he did the right thing and he responded immediately to the email and said, I will delete the content. He claims that it wasn't him. It was some sort of editor that he was using that kind of, I'm like- Rubbish. Come on, you're a half a million sub channel and you, you let some editor just you don't know your Put content. Yeah. Your videos, like, come on, no, that's a big. Risk and you're not to take. vetting your own stuff that's getting uploaded. Like, uh, yeah, you're not just you, you'd, you'd say where did that you? come from? Surely, wouldn't you? If you're watching the, the final edit back, you'd say, well, where are you getting yeah. this from? It's not mine. Yeah, for for people who know me, they, they will know that um, it takes a lot for me to get a little bit suspicious, or I'm, I'm always trying to see the the positive and maybe the good. Because I was like, maybe you know, maybe it's a mistake. But then when you see it, it was like a systemic thing. There's more than one video, right? It's like. And I said, look, I'm going to give you a day. And if I see another bit of content on your channel, I'm coming for you, right? So, so he, to be fair, removed a lot of videos. But now, you know, I've been thinking about it all day and kind of he actually disrupted me some, somewhat today because it's like, ah, it's really got to my nerves. Um, deleting the video now for him means nothing, right? Because he made the revenue. The type of videos that he's didn't making even, are very He didn't delete it. He made them private. Exactly. So he's not, he's not losing that revenue. So I'm still thinking, hang on, he's getting away with this, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, actually, I'm not, I'm not going to let this, this go. I'm, I'm going to take this further. So more to come on that, but I think, um, there are other creators clearly. I mean, as soon as I reported it, there was two, at least three other creators 
there was a guy who produces renders, very popular guy, also very expensive because I, I paid him for, for his renders. And I was like, I didn't know you collabed with this channel. He's like, no, 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 no. I've also been robbed of my renders. I mean, his renders, to give you an idea, um, I won't mention his because you know, he, he didn't ask me to or you know, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. But yeah, this guy produces renders that cost nearly like five, $500 plus for four or five images and a bit of an animation. They are amazing, right? And if, if you want Samsung renders, reach, reach out to me and, I'll, and I'll, I'll introduce you. But I know how much time these things may, you know, take to make. So I respect this guy's work and I would never publish anything unless it's public and he authorized me to do it. I'll pay for it. And, and um, you know, uh, David, you know, I've recommended you do that as well, right? You know, which is how you found your, your Apple um, AR yeah, glasses yeah, yeah, guy Marcus, who yeah. is amazing as well. And I think there's, there's a lot to be said about us respecting other people's work, right? And ultimately, if he came to me with a two-liner on Twitter, on Instagram or whatever and said, love that bit of footage, would you mind if I use it? You know, I'll obviously credit your, your, your name in there. I would not say no to that. It would be an immediate, absolutely, mate. You know, go wild, no problem. Yeah, because everyone's in this to try and help out. Because I, before I had my well, Apple's I, Max, if you remember, I got in touch with you and said, can I use some of your footage? And you said, yeah, yeah take yeah. it out of that video, not a problem. I never and said I no to anybody. I never no, said no. I mean, everybody's I've, I've here had to help. Before, yeah. and, and I've asked other people as well. I've had, you know, I see YouTube, unlike any other industry, right, as, as a, you know, collabs are part of it. You know, what we're doing here today is, is a collab, you know, hopefully... Mm. You know, linking us up will, will generate you know better for all of us. It'll be kind of a crossover of viewers, uh, of interests, and the, there's things that we learn from each other, right? And I think collabs on YouTube is not just part of it; is necessary. Um, so what he's doing is is not collab; is is basically just stealing content. And when I watched some of his other videos, even shorts, <laughs> my, my, an entire short was basically my freaking video and his voiceover, and I was like. You've got to be kidding me! I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going against every muscle in my bone not to swear here, but it, it's I'm livid. Honestly, it's just it ruined my day. In a way, I'm I'm glad it happened. I'm glad this being been brought to light. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of I'm nobody really on on YouTube, but is glad I'm glad that he's getting some attention on Twitter, and hopefully, he will think twice before he steals anyone else's content. And that's and as, what I got to say about that. As Daniel said, I mean, you know, the fact he's only made it private, I bet you what he's doing is just waiting for the dust to sell. Give it a couple of months, three or four months, well, when the eyeballs are off him. This is another do, point, right? We'll do it right. again. Yeah. So there's two things I want to say. One is, is a great point you just brought up because Patrick as well, he, he said, that's just his business model. What if, right? Mm. He's, he says he'll delete it and then he doesn't, or even if he does, those videos are dead. Right, that there are news videos. No one's going to watch them anyway. So he, he made the money mm. on one or two days, and that's it. Good night. He's on to the next thing. So deleting the videos means nothing to him. But I'm like, you know, so he's going to do it again. But also, it got me thinking about a little bit deeper about YouTube, and you know, YouTube does have a very good, you know, he recognizes your footage. I, I, if you go into your yeah, copyright tab, it's like you'd be amazed how many people are copying your content. Um, but he's, he's being very clever. He knows there's a, I don't know if it's eight seconds or 10 seconds, I don't know the technicalities of it, but he's keeping it under the, the threshold of mm. YouTube's automated oh, so the algorithm thing. can't pick up. So he's, so he's not picking up. Um, and he's adding his voiceover on top. So it's not really, it's not going to be easy for YouTube to say, well, that's your video. 
But I'm thinking beyond that, beyond the recognition, right? We talk about so much about AI these days and you know, it became this, this fancy word that everyone now is, is, is just throwing out like it's nothing. I think, well, hang on, out of anyone, right? Google or YouTube are perfectly placed to, to actually go into the content and use AI to go, was this produced with some creativity, with some originality? Or have we seen this sort of shit before? You know, is this guy just regurgitating tweets and news and stealing other people's footage? I, I'd say if you combine those three things in AI, it wouldn't be that hard, I don't think, to say, don't be silly, that, that video, you know, well, don't, you don't recommend that video. Because, you know, ultimately, those videos are getting a lot of clicks. The thumbnails are basically frames that he steals from Marquez Brownlee's videos. If you look at his thumbnails, it's like, where have I seen that before? Even the font, the style, the shot, then the angles, is like, you, so you know, he's he's a he's a British guy. I'm assuming he's he's here in the UK, um, pasty white dude, right? So some of his thumbnails has got a black man's holding the phone. It's like, what the f man? Are you serious? That, that is zero. Creativity. And when you really think about that too, Marcus Brownlee has paid so much money for his studio, for his environment. He's got a whole team of editors, people who create all that stuff for him. Well, just for him just yeah. to be like, I'll just lift that for my own yeah. stuff. Yeah, a couple of it's, seconds. It's create, wild. You know, copy and paste. It's crazy. And this is why I'm thinking YouTube should be able to recognize that sort of stuff now and stop recommending these videos to viewers because viewers yeah, will see that and, and take it, as, yeah. a, you know, it as a viewer. I'm looking at this, oh, this guy is so professional. Look at these shots that he's getting of this stuff. And it's obviously none of his, his, none of the shots are, are his, you know, all he's doing is reading a bit of news with someone else's footage on top. It's just, he's infuriating. I don't, and, um, yeah. I don't crazy. think YouTube can recommend them. I think they should stop. They should have a thing where the monetization just gets limited straight away. Oh yeah. Because yeah, that should that be way, like a one strike thing. If, if I recognize my first thing, it wasn't approved, no credit. Yeah. 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 It's kind I, of like when, when musicians make music and you yeah, can't yeah. use their their music in your stuff, the you get you get a copyright strike. What's the difference? There is just, no that's difference. the exact point I was going to make. That you know, YouTube for the longest while now, I've been able to pick up on six seven seconds of bars of music and immediately strike it. So they could yeah. definitely do it on looking at footage. If if they can do it listening to a couple of bars of music, you know, they've got the tools to. They just need to realize, I guess, how serious this is and that this plagiarism and this stealing is going on. Yeah. Yeah. We all and know the time it takes to try and be creative, try and think of ways to shoot things, to make them interesting. We're doing it for- Week after week, right? I mean, we've, yeah. I've only been doing this for two, three years, but some people have been doing it all their lives, like 10, 15 years. And, and it's like, yeah, Friday nights, you know, I'd love to be sat in my garden even right now, right? Sipping a glass of wine. I, I'm going to be creating content until 11, 12 o'clock. So it's, yeah, I don't take lightly on, on that stuff because um, it's, it's not just- yeah, he's, he's used my stuff without permission. He's basically stealing my time, is, right? The time totally that I, I'm, I'm with my family and then things like that for his own profit. And I think that's just, um, yeah, it's not on. Well, the thing is, it's, it's like a drug treat, it. isn't it? Yeah, sorry, it's, like, it's like a drug a, a drug treat. You know, sort of the Lance Armstrongs, he's he's made his money. He's had his gold. He's had his sponsorships. That money sailed. Medals and this guy's going to keep doing the same, isn't it? He's going to keep, he's got the money in the bank now out of the yeah. out of these videos. And with 500,000 subs, I'm guessing they got reasonable clicks. 500,000. Yeah. Yeah, half yeah. a million. And he's, he's um, I mean, uh, the, the other chap, I mean, I didn't go to the effort of, finding every single video that, that he used of mine. I just trust that he deleted it, but I will double check tomorrow. 
but, uh, but again, the other that's chap, your time, isn't it? You should be doing other stuff, and you're no, going to be going through. Clearly disrupted my day, and, and I was talking yeah. to Valley as the well. Tab S9 one's gone. Yeah, in Valley's case, was, he, that, the ones that he found, it was almost two hundred thousand views. <laughs> Valley made a great point for me on Twitter, so, which is like those two hundred thousand views. You know, it would have been amazing as a creator to say, look at you know, look at this other channel. It's a new channel, and a little bit like Daniel, right? Very, very creative. There's so many new creators out there that would be great for bigger creators to shout out. Mm. So, hey, I will use a footage in exchange of, you know, exposing my or bringing my audience uh, to, to your attention. And I think, um, yeah, it's just, it's just um, a missed opportunity to be a good creator in terms of, you know, building a community, but also a shitty behavior. Um, mm. And then to say that it was, a, it was an editor, come on, give me a break. Think about it. If he was making the video and reached out to you and say, hey, I'm making this video, I need you to, to record some B-roll of a Tab S8 Ultra, what's your fee? You'd give him mm. a fee and you'd be yeah. like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll make all this for you, here you go. And I'm then for him just to lift it. Yeah. Right? Uh, it's just- we talk about this all the time here and, and about sponsors as well. Right? Sponsors mm. sometimes want to pay for, for a video uh, and sometimes they want to go further and say, actually, can I use that video in my website? Mm. It's like, whoa, 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 no. Uh, no. Yes, you can, but that's going to be a different cost, Thanks, right? Because yeah, you're yeah. now taking my work, putting my reputation, everything. Advertising your, your product. Work. It's like, no, that's, mm. that's a different thing. Um, and there'll be a different cost for it, right? So is it, I don't see a difference in that because he, he just basically did exactly that, right? It's for his own profit. Uh, you've been <clears> a big <throat> help in that essence, by the way, Alex, when it comes to, I've had lots of, little brands been reaching out to me in the last few weeks. And I'm like, I've just got the confidence now to go back to them with saying, no, I want to do yes. it this way. This is the fee. Um, yep. I've just had my first products rock up actually. So I need Brilliant. to get onto Brilliant. that tomorrow. Uh, again, I go on you know, I, I've got him to thank for that as well. Cause we, we had a chat and he showed me a document and I had a, a, a docking station came through to me today, wanted to blah, blah, blah. They gave me a whole list of, it was a full, fully integrated video. And they, at the end of it, would there be a fee? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You haven't asked. Yes. I mean, to be, to be honest, there's a, there's a little wireless thing I've got on over there. A little wireless charge, and the company were good. They they said, look, would you consider showing it in a short? And I thought, you know what? It's a hundred quid charger. I'll use it anyway. Fine. I don't mind that. Their approach was totally different. Yeah. But yeah. this other one yeah. came through, and they wanted a fully unboxing, thoughts showing, B roll, and would there be a fee? We'll send you the product free. It's like, well, yeah, that's not free. That. Yeah, that's <laughs> not free. Giving me a product. Yeah. yeah anyway, uh, that's that an entire podcast right on itself. But, um, yes, there is. I think no, that you're welcome, and I think you know that's the point of the community, right? I think whatever I learned, and I'm still learning. I keep saying this, right? But whatever I learned so far in, in the errors that I made in terms of, you know, dealing with sponsors, whatever, when I see a young creator or a new creator coming in and, and trying to do it, it's like just ultimately value your work the same way that you would if you, if you were selling it to, you know, to a company, um, you know, in, in other industries. So I don't see any difference in that. Is your time, is your effort, is your face, is your name? Actually, uh, a question that says that, me getting in touch with you when you're busy, you might as well ask you now. When you get uh, money through, or you agreed something with a sponsor, you know, say you've agreed a thousand dollars to do a video, do you get the money up front? Is it on account? How do you know they're going to pay? Does the video go up before they pay? How do you go about that? Because in business, always, I know what it's like. Yeah. Everything's up always my get a contract. Yeah, always get a but contract. Con I mean, but what's the contract? They would you be paid before the video goes live or not? It varies. I mean, if it's a brand that it's you know I've worked with before or has some sort of reputation, then I don't ever 
I don't think I've ever asked uh, that sort of brand for any money in advance. First time, uh, but if it's a, yeah, but it's a brand that is not known, and I, I'm not sure. Maybe one of those Kickstarters ones. I might actually say, okay, you know, pay fifty percent before the video is produced, and the other fifty percent once the video is uploaded. I think that's a fair shout, a fair ask. But mm. um, I know other. I, I think this. I mean, because it's not a regulated industry, right? People do whatever the hell they want. Um, and t to the point that sometimes brands do take the mickey as well. But I, I, I'd say nine times out of 10, I will, I will say, just pay me when the video is uploaded. Um, if there's a contract behind it, then I'm, I feel comfortable that as long as I come up with my side of the bargain, they'll pay. Have you ever um, been knocked? Yeah, well, earlier this week, so this week has been a bit of a, uh, earlier this week, week. <laughs> I, I had to face, it's a bit of, a, I mean, um, as I shared before, I had a massive issue here in the studio with water leaks and whatever. It delayed a lot of my work, but I've been very communicative to brands that I was saying, hey, the video is going to be delayed a little bit. Um, this, this one brand, I kept them in touch. So look, it's another week that is, I can't do it. Eventually I did it send them the video so here's the link you know did, did everything as per the agreement uh here's the invoice two days three days a week so like, hang on yeah are you gonna pay me or or what nothing they dm twitter instagram whatever eventually wow. eventually i got someone high up in, in the company and they um I was, I was basically saying i hate to do this i've done it before though i had to delete the video and I've had to call people out on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, I really don't want to do this because I don't like, that's not how I do business. Just pay me. I've produced the content, pay me, right? So they so they did uh, eventually, but it's like, phew. Um, you shouldn't have I, to yeah, go to that land. Right? You shouldn't no. have. And I know from other creators that one that we're actually going to have here, hopefully uh, on the podcast, that is going through something like that with a big, big brand uh, that is blatantly refusing to pay. Uh, and it's just so it the, video's, the video's um, live the video's live and they're just not paying. video's live and you're you're kind of left in a limbo right because you're like you, yeah it's it's just annoying um there's another one where people pay into this affiliate system and there's so many of them i mm -hmm. mean if you're if you're a brand new creator that, that's probably another podcast in itself i'm having an issue with something called cj.com um i don't i don't know what it stands I've heard for of them. It's basically yeah. brands use them to so they pay the the that system so your money is basically with them and they pay once a month they pay you and it's an american system and you know if you don't have everything like all your tax forms and everything kind of the way they want it to be good luck getting paid you know it took me six months to get money out of them last year and i'm now you know i can probably share the amount i won't say who the brands are but there's nearly five grand in dollars uh, in this account there that i can't get out you can't get your hands on because they're being difficult with red tape so yeah, there's there's a lot of um, issues in dealing with sponsors and, and getting paid. So and, much and to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, so I always say get a contract. Uh, you know, some brands are great. I mean, the bigger the brand, uh, and I haven't dealt with a lot of big brands, but the bigger the brand, it seems the easier it is to get paid. <laughs> so yeah, well, I guess they're long in the tooth. They've been through it, and they're pra they're polished. They know what they're about. Whereas these other ones, maybe a chance and their luck a bit. Some of them are like, before I even send the invoice, they're like, okay, what do you want us to send? You know, where is the invoice? They chase me for, for the invoice. It's like, that's, that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, that's, unfortunately, that's not the, the norm. I'll, I'll be in touch with you boys tomorrow if this doc company comes back to me and says, yes, we agree to your fee. <laughs> I'll let you know. 
I'll send you both Good. a beer. But uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure they go running. But, you know, as I said, I wasn't going to, I looked at it. And if they'd gone the other route, I would have considered doing another. Because I, I was also thinking, I don't want to be too presumptuous. I think, well, look, I'm learning a way doing sponsored reads and so on, which, again, is a whole new skill set, something to learn and understand. It's not as easy yeah. as it looks. And I thought, OK, doing the shorts is probably a nice way for me to begin to learn how to do it. But that was different. That's, you know, an hour of my time tops. And that I love about it the right when- way. I just I find it hilarious that when they reach out to you, so obviously they've seen something in you that they want to access. Might be your audience, your quality of content, whatever it might be, right? They they see <clears throat> they see an opportunity to put their product in your channel. And then they go, oh, we don't have a budget for it. It's like, what? Well, so, what's the point? Well, what are you what yeah, are you here for? What is what is this? This is not a business, right? It's like if you just, want to put an ad on a TV show, like yeah. You, you reach out to the network and you're like, hey, well, how much does your ad space cost? Yeah. And then you pay yeah. the network for that ad space. What's, it's literally a similar thing. You get a 60-second spot inside a creator's video. That's ad space. And you're accessing and it, the audience. You're hurting, your, you're hurting your audience, right? It's not just saying, hey, audience, you know, here's the stuff that I, I may like the product even, right? But, well, actually, most of the stuff that I review, I actually try and, and actually enjoy it. But my audience may not give a crap about it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a draw of... You know your your trust uh, in, in your well your audience trust in you and and I think that that's got to have a price on it. Um, Absolutely, I heard I'm, you guys I'm, talking I'm about. As, as a, sorry, go ahead. Also, I heard you guys talking about VPNs last week, um, yeah. and I yeah. just actually had a VPN company reach out to me uh, yesterday. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, ah, good. Should I do this, knowing that they get skipped, or should I should I accept? Yeah, it? Like, I'll, I'll, show me a DM because I've I've learned some lessons there too. But um, okay, yeah. Yeah, it, well, th- again, it's all these waters we've got to learn to tread. But this is the great thing of, well, not only what we do here, but, I mean, everybody I've reached out to has just always been more than happy to share help, even tell figures. You know, say, that's what I charge, it's up to you, yeah. but that's a good base. Yeah. Everyone, no one's keeping it secret and trying to say it's all for me. Without exception, anyone I've asked for help has always come up with something for me, uh, which goes to show so that I'm a scuzzball today is, you know, he's, 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 he's the odd one out. He, you know, it's yeah, short-term yeah. gain. Short-term it's game. stupid, yeah. From what I can see with the YouTube community is it's not a competition with each other. Everyone, exactly. like YouTube's open-ended. People can watch YouTube at any time of the day. It's not like you're in a network where you're competing against another time slot, prime time. Mm. People can go, I'll watch this video and then I'll watch that video. Oh, look, and then I'll watch that video and then I'll watch that video. And there's no competition needed. Like I could watch... Mm your video, Alex, on the S21 Ultra, and there was this other guy I watched, Mark's Tech, and I could just be like, you guys have very similar videos in terms of you're switching to Sam, your Apple fans switching and trying Samsung, but there's no need to yeah. choose one or yeah. the other. I can watch yeah. both. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. No, and it's healthy, right, when we're doing research about stuff. I mean, and that's kind of the, the whole point. I even say that to my viewers, like, this is one man's opinion. Um, ultimately, right, it's my experience. Uh, so I fully expect people to go and get someone else's opinion because at the end of the day, right, we're just guiding purchases based on what yeah. our perspective. Uh, we, mm. Yeah. I, I don't try anything harder than that. It's just, but yeah. I have become very loyal to a, a rug cleaning YouTube channel, Mountain Rug Cleaning, and I refuse <laughs> to watch any other rug cleaning <laughs> videos. <laughs> now, talk about niching down. That, that beats it all, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> 
I did not expect the podcast to end now on a rug cleaning company. I'll be sure to leave a link to him in the podcast notes. <laughs> he doesn't need it. He's got millions of subscribers. Okay, we'll, we'll yeah. work on. So talk about notes, I, I, we actually run long, so not it's been a problem. There's been tons to talk about again. Um, and I keep I'll have to come it. back. It's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, it's now a quarter to four, five in the morning. Yeah, yeah, I'm going go back to bed. Oh uh, yeah. So you're going to go to bed. So in the notes, I'll be leaving all links to Alex's latest video, Daniel's latest videos, of course, where you can find Daniel. Daniel, you've got a website as well? Uh, no. So right, okay. I'm so I won't new. be leaving a link to his website got, then. I have got nothing outside <laughs> Twitter, of what is Twitter, basically YouTube. Twitter and, and Instagram. The, all there. the, Insta I'll find the Instagram well. I started years ago just to t take photos with the new Samsungs before they came out. And yep. I used to get a thrill out of it because I'd post a photo from like the S10. No one knows where no it one came would from. Know it's from. No one knows where. No one knows the S10. I think I did nice, it one year nice. with the S20, S20 Ultra, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's a great photo." I was like, <laughs> um, "Anyway, I've got to kill, kill out of that." Well, but yeah, nice. uh, that's that's all I've got so far. So, Tech with Benefits is Daniel's channel, and we'll be leaving. I like to it. I like the name myself, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want? I'll, I'll finish with with this one. Go I got the name from One Tree Hill, the TV show. Oh yeah, right. They did. They had a, a thing where they did a concert uh, with benefits. I think it was like charity with benefits or something. And I went, that should oh. be the name. And then that's right. and then that's the name that it came and, up with. And there's a final final out of the three of us. Who's the Succession fans here? I mean, I'm massive into it. No, I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list. I haven't either. Have you, you're avoiding I've been getting into... you're avoiding it on Twitter. You don't know what's gone in season four. No, I'm not even. No, I don't. I haven't Good. watched any anything yet. Avoid. It hasn't avoid. come up in my Twitter feed yet. The for you has not. The algorithm hasn't planted Man. it in front of me. Get to season four as soon as you can. It is amazing. I don't watch much twice, but I actually watched last week's episode the night before the new episode just to get really into it. I mean, I'm that wow. far in. It's special. It is nice. special. Nice. It's really good. So, right, uh, Daniel, go get some sleep. <laughs> yeah, before I'll, your kids wake the up, kids will, <laughs> I'll be up at seven. So, Ouch. and then it's at, then Albert, my son goes to school, and then I got to make my next week's video because I'm going on a three day cruise on the weekend. So, because oh, it was your wedding oh, anniversary really? early this week, wasn't it? Yeah, eight years. Wow. There was a toss up. It was, um, shall I speak to David that night or wedding? Wedding anniversary, I think, wins that one, mate. I think you need to go and celebrate. Yes. Yeah, I'll back yeah, out. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> 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 I don't want to be known as the marriage wrecker. Well, Alex, you did not know this. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've been named in too many of those. Um, Alex, actually, that is a story I could tell you. Um, um, Alex, you did good finding this fella. He's been a crack, hasn't he? Yeah, he's it brilliant. I'm sure we'll, we'll have more fun soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Danny. Danny, yeah. That's right. Fantastic stuff. Well, awesome, guys. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Morning, Sasha. Evening. Uh, <laughs> morning, yeah. Sasha. Yeah. I, that's what threw me. Get, I've always talked to people behind, not in front, and nine hours in front. Took a lot of. We kept on saying, we're we doing it this evening. It's like, no, it's going to be this morning. It's like, well, I, I was getting really confused. Anyway, we got it down in the end. Danny, cheers, nice. mate. Cheers, guys.